The divisional round is here. My favorite weekend of football is here. We've got to preview and make picks for all of the divisional round NFL playoff games. And it looks like the Atlanta Falcons are whale hunting and might be catching one in the very near future at head coach. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate the everydayers out there. Hit subscribe, please. It, it helps us out quite a bit. So I'd love you if you hit a subscribe there on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, wherever you are listening to uh, Peacock and Williamson on the daily. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right. We, uh, divisional round of playoffs. I love it. it. It's such a great weekend. Saturday, Sunday, two games each. Uh, the best eight teams now in the tournament, getting down to it, deciding who's going to go to conference championships and eventually the Super Bowl match. But first, um, a former a couple of former coaches that have been in the Super Bowl. And uh, we've talked about whale hunting a lot on this <laughs> podcast. And, you know, the, this hiring cycle has gone pretty slow as far as coach hirings go, which tells me a lot of teams are waiting to do their final interviews with a lot of coaches that are still in the tournament, that are still in the playoffs, because I thought some more coaches would be hired right now. Seems like the Falcons are leaning in another direction. And we had talked about Bill Ch- Belichick's first interview with the Atlanta Falcons earlier on in the week, Matt. And then immediately they released all of their coach holdover coaches to allow them to interview for other jobs around the league, which was a pretty telling thing. But then there was a sneaky interview that happened, I believe later the same day, which was Jim Harbaugh that we haven't talked about. So Harbaugh and Belichick have both interviewed for the head coaching position with the Atlanta Falcons, and now Bill Belichick having his second interview with the Atlanta Falcons. And I wonder at this point if it's the Falcons interviewing Bill Belichick or Bill Belichick interviewing the Falcons, because we might be getting close here. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about this because we got a whole weekend, and I bet something pops in the meantime. Maybe they are waiting for the offensive coordinator of the Lions or somebody like that before they you know put pen to paper. Who knows? I'm sure several teams are. The Harbaugh thing's kind of sneaky. I mean, I do think that's interesting. I mean, he's a whale. There's no doubt about that. But I do think the Harbaugh's and Vrabel's and Belichick's don't have to move quick for anyone. They can kind of go at their own pace. But I kind of feel like a second interview with Belichick is probably by the time we have another podcast, BP, he's going to be the Falcons' head coach. That's just my, my hunch, you know, my inclination. And we talked about this earlier in the week that, Getting a contract and a staff and responsibilities done with somebody like Belichick is going to take longer than hiring a coordinator that's never been a head coach, too. Like, what are the dollars going to be? What's our quarterback plan? How much control do I have? What's the front office going to be? What kind of coaches are you bringing in? Are you bringing in 
Josh McDaniels and Patricia and all your old buddies, or your son's going to be on staff, all these kinds of things too. But I do think it will be Belichick. And maybe I'm really looking into things even two steps too far, but if they're going to be this aggressive with a guy like him, might they be that aggressive with like a Kirk Cousins? Like we're trying to win this division and maybe the NFC now, you know what I mean? And I wonder what the structure is going to be if Belichick lands in uh, in Atlanta. Because they've got Rich McKay, who's not like a GM or, or he's not in the GM role. He has been a GM in the past. He's CEO is his current job. So is that does that jive at all? Does it does it help? Does it hurt with with Bill Belichick? Because Bill Belichick's going to want to bring in his own guys. He's, he'll be the quasi GM, I'm sure. Anywhere he goes, he has the power yeah. to do whatever he wants. Um, bring in his own. You know, his own cronies, as some people might call it. You know, we might see Steve Belichick and uh, some other the Belichick family on their way as well to Atlanta, if that's the case. Um, and so how that all gets structured, I'm sure, is part of it as well. And and then one of my questions with the Falcons that I wanted to, to run past you, Matt, is, uh, and by the way, uh, what the... Um, Wednesdays with Williamson. What do you call it on the 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 new? Damn, match mailbag on locked on mailbag. As we we do a, a mailbag here on Wednesdays as well. But if you want a dynasty question, you hit Matt up uh, on the Locked On Dynasty podcast. And obviously, some really young, talented offensive players with the yeah. Atlanta Falcons. So let's say Harbaugh gets signed, or the, uh, let's say the the Falcons hire Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach. Okay, well, that's a huge stock up for. B. John Robinson and, and Harbaugh's going to run the football. And, um, you know, Harbaugh's, you know, always, you know, been fond of tight ends. And, and so, uh, you know, I think that's a big stock up for, you know, the Kyle Pitts of the world and yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the B. John Robinsons of the world. And maybe less so for Drake London, you know, might not be a high volume passing game. And we'll see what it looks like with, with either Harbaugh or Belichick. If, if those are, those end up being the head coaches for the Atlanta Falcons. But if Bill Belichick's the head coach, to me, it's a big stock down for Bijan Robinson because we're just going to go right back to the committee and there's going to be a whole lot of Tyler Algier or whatever other running back as there has been for 20 years in New England. When you think you're drafted their number one fantasy back, uh, it's going to come to bite you multiple weeks throughout the season where you know they don't lean on one running back, but it might be a huge stock up for a tight end with the talent of someone like Kyle Pitts too, if Belichick is the uh, is the head coach there. Well, I'm just kind of kind of looking ahead yeah. at what it could possibly look like. Maybe getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, that's immediately where where my mind went when I said, "Okay, Belichick's there." What does that mean on the field, especially on the offensive side of the ball? Because we know what the defense is going to be. So you mentioned that that Wednesday mailbag I do with Locked On Dynasty now, and one of our three main topics because a couple people asked about was Drake London. And, you know, and as a dynasty asset, and I and I was like, buy now, buy now. I mean, he's a great young player. I don't think people realize how talented he is. His quarterback and offensive situation have to be better. But Kate, that we do the show with, said everybody they're interviewing is a defensive-minded head coach, though. <laughs> you know, is it just going to be ground and pound and play defense? And they just invested in their defense pretty heavy in free agency, too. So I think all those angles are worth exploring, you know? 
I do think it's a potential buy now for all those guys, though. Yeah, I, me too. I, I me would too. think that you know there's potentially no, a lot more in the tank for all three of those guys, and if you can get that in your dynasty leagues, and mm-hmm. this isn't a dynasty podcast, but you know, just looking ahead at, at what where where players could be valued, and I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of Bijan on my fantasy teams this year, depending on where I'm drafting, because you know he might be one of the top four fantasy players, and you can get him a little bit later than that in round one, and you know we'll see. A lot could change between now and fantasy drafts. We're we're still in playoff mode right now. But, I mean, if if we're right that they are after a whale, they have to have some quarterback play, you know, plan in place. Like, Belichick's not just signed there going, well, we'll see if I can develop Ritter and we'll see what falls to pick number eight. You know, like, they're going to be somewhat aggressive. Maybe that's a trade for Fields. Maybe that's Cousins. They're Tannehill on a draft pick. I, I don't know. But I still like their chances to win that division next year. One thing's clear, whether it's Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, they don't roll into town and say, hey, let's let's rebuild this thing and, and go right. slow and, and win a bunch or lose a bunch of games and take a few years. And they're like, OK, what's the best quarterback to win the most games tomorrow? Wow. And that's that'll be the move, probably with those coaches. And it sounds like that's the direction this is going with uh, with Arthur Blank and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Sure does. Which is exciting. Next, let's talk playoffs, Matt. Divisional round playoff picks, yeah. a couple of Saturday games, a couple of Sunday games, a pair of AFC and NFC matchups that should be tons of fun. Let's make those picks next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights. It's wintertime. Maybe you just need some new wiper blades. Whether you're into speed, power, style, whatever it is, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your vehicle, whether it's a car or truck. I've been to eBay Motors and it could not have been easier as a green check. I knew exactly the part that was going to fit my vehicle and slapped it on and saved a whole bunch of money while I was doing it. Uh, with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with the guaranteed fit and that green check mark, every time uh, your car part is guaranteed fit at eBay Motors or your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, all the lines that we reference here on Peacock and Williamson and throughout the Locked On Podcast Network come from our friends at FanDuel. And obviously the NFL regular season is over, so your team might not be playing, but there's still tons to get into with all of the NFL action at FanDuel. Playoff games, draft props are among some of my favorites. Parlays over the course of Saturday or Sunday NFL football. America's number one sports book at FanDuel. And right now, New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. And all you got to do is place that first $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. Love the website interface. Uh, whether it's my favorite bets, parlays, draft props, live same game parlays. There's a parlay hub to find all your favorite popular parlays and tons more. A new explore tab to find bets in whatever the sport is, because it's not just NFL football at FanDuel. It is everything in the sporting world. Snooker included so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl here we go divisional round playoffs matt let's uh, let's preview these games and make some picks and looking at saturday the opening game in this weekend slate it is the upstart houston texans at 
uh, 10 and seven in the regular season, knocking off the Cleveland Browns last week to advance to the second round and the well-rested number one seed Baltimore Ravens at home. And it is those home Ravens favored by nine points at FanDuel this one. So over the last 10 years uh, in this round, the division around the home team has won. I'm going to talk about the points 29 out of 40. They're 29 out of 11, which Shouldn't shock anybody because, I mean, they're the teams that are on either the one team on by or the two that's on by, depending on the format. And But still, it's pretty extreme that this, you know, this you know, favors the home team so much. And I think it's going to be tough on Houston. I mean, they did. Uh, oh, you We've got some breaking news. Here. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, the, the line has changed since uh, refreshing this know. browser earlier this morning. Nine and a half now. Just want to let you know, nine, it's nine and a half points. Baltimore is favored. So if that changes Mm. your pick, I'll let you know before you officially threw your pick down there. Okay. I thought we might have some Belichick news or something big there. No, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to to, to get everybody excited there. Half point swing in the line. Ooh, okay. Um, I love the Houston Texans. I love their story. They whipped on the Browns. I did not see that coming. But I think Cinderella, you know, turns into a pumpkin or whatever that's saying, whatever happened in that show, that that movie. <laughs> I, I just, you know, that, that that conversation we had with Aaron yesterday affirmed stuff we knew. But like when we asked him the question, do the Ravens have any weaknesses? And he's like, no. Do the Ra- are the Ravens average at anything? You're like, well, number one receivers kind of like the twelfth best. They're not the top five. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay and they're at home with a lot of rest and they had a bunch of injured dudes that needed it and i think they are a buzzsaw i'm gonna lay the points um i'm double checking right now did the did the texans play the ravens in the regular season? very early it was week two oh, i think and they got beat bad one. it was week week one. One. okay okay 25 to 9 was the score in week one so at least they've seen yeah, that's what we said for that. Big thing when you're playing Lamar Jackson's so different. Yeah. Just playing him, I think, helps. Now that was a long time ago, and you know, things have changed for the Texans. And you know, they started off losing some games early in the season and then just started figuring things out very quickly. I think it was around week three, all of a sudden, like, whoa, okay, CJ Stroud, he'll play a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, when when Aaron Schatz and, and everyone's got to go check out yesterday's episode, the Thursday episode of Peacock and Williamson with Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA, and, and we were talking about some of these numbers and some of these matchups and how the analytics likes these teams. And it wasn't just that the Ravens are good in the one seed in the AFC this year. They're a historically good football team this year. Yeah, yeah. They were a top eight since what year did he say? Like 1980. Like basically in our lifetimes, they're one of the best teams we've since seen. DVOA has existed. Yeah. yeah. One of and, the best teams. Yeah. And like last week, we said the same thing about the Texans. Hey, good run. You know, this might end here, uh, uh, you know, against the uh, against the, the, Browns, the Cleveland yeah. Browns on the road, uh, you know, but great season. Hold your head up high. Awesome. Like already achieving much more than any expectations coming into the year for D'Amico Ryan's first year as a head coach and and rookie with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud with a rookie play caller in Bobby Slowick. And they've obviously blown all that out of the out of the water. So can they do it again? Because we said all these same things last week. But I do really think this is where it ends. And, and if it doesn't end here, I mean, put the house, put the mortgage on the Texans to win the Super Bowl, right? Because, like, what else do you have to prove? And we have to start talking about them as upstarts and start talking about them as that they've arrived. And when you do arrive in the NFL, I say this a lot on the podcast, Matt. When you arrive in the NFL, you are, you arrive quickly. And it's instantaneous. Yeah. This team's here, period. 
And we saw it like I, I covered the 49ers. We, t- you know, I always like to bring it back there and you bring it back to the Steelers. And um, the 49ers in 2019 were drafting number two in the NFL draft. Yeah. And yeah. Didn't expect a lot from them in, in 2019. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, this team's really good. They went to the Super Bowl. They arrived and that was it. It was like, okay, they are good now. They're and that's where good. the Texans are. They are good now. Are they good enough to beat the Ravens? I don't think so. Nine and a half points is a lot, but um, I think I'm going to have to give up the points and take the Baltimore Ravens. As much as I like what I'm seeing with the Houston Texans, this one might be too much. Yeah, yeah. Two really good defenses, Browns, Ravens, but the Ravens throw a lot more at you for a rookie quarterback. Tough environment. Um, yeah, I think Baltimore is just too steep a challenge right now. One thing, and this is this, this by the way, this is something else I said last week about the Browns matchup against the Texans because the um the the Cleveland Browns and Jim Schwartz is known for being really good against Kyle Shanahan and those Kyle Shanahan tree off yeah, yeah. the way he plays defense. And that didn't matter against the Texans. And we saw how good the Ravens have been in the same regard. And We'll see if that matters against the Texans as well. Or CJ Stroud is is defense proof potentially. Uh, I, I don't know if he's that good, but or that good yet. But we'll find out. Uh, I'm interested in this game because I just I don't think it's going to be a blowout necessarily. But I don't have quite enough faith yet in the Texans to keep it within nine points, nine and a half. Does that change it? No, I'm gonna go ten. I'm gonna go <laughs> Ravens by ten. All right. So that brings us to a game that could be, I mean, just so much fun here. Uh, in uh, in Buffalo with the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills, and what was the score when they when they went toe to toe? Like forty, was yeah, it right, five forty one. Like whoever has the ball last wins. The over under is only forty five and a half. So uh, you know, Buffalo's got to have some weather. I mean, half yeah, to. weather in Buffalo. Uh, I'm looking right now, Orchard Park, New York, twenty degrees. You know, we we saw it look like last. It'll be better than last week, I'm sure, but. Um, there's snow on the ground outside. There won't be snow on the ground on the field. It doesn't look like, but chiefs at bills. These teams are so closely matched. Their records are very close. They both were 11 and six during the regular season. They both had their hiccups. Neither team is in juggernaut form, but they both have maybe the two freakiest quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, it's like Lamar. It's, it's, Mahomes and it's Josh Allen and those guys kind of are in their own tier even amongst these playoff quarterbacks so uh, this is a popcorn game I almost don't care what the score is or how it ends up going and I have a feeling it's going to go over that 45 and a half even if it is not quite like the game we saw last year I could see it starting close and then by the end you know you're just these two quarterbacks are just going to make too many plays I do think though more potential for disaster with the Bills than the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs' defense more than the Bills' defense. So with Buffalo favored by three points, Matt, I'm going to lean to the Kansas City Chiefs' side and take those points on the road. This one is really difficult for me, and I think I'm going to take points just for that reason. Betting on Mahomes, betting on Reed, of course. I mean, this is their first road game for Mahomes, which is bonkers in the playoffs. Obviously, that's strange stuff. Uh, but the Bills have a lot of injuries at the moment, though, too. And I don't know exactly how that's going to shake out. A lot of their linebacker stuff was a little scary at the end of that Steeler game. But I think that in the end, I'm going to kind of do the get the monkey off your back move here for the Bills. I think they're a slightly better team, definitely the better offense. The quarterbacks sort of canceled each other out 
And that's the only time I'd ever say that in a Mahomes game. But, boy, I do like the Chiefs D. I'm going to take the points, but I'm going to take the Bills to win. Okay. Bills to win in a tight one Yeah, against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I like that one a lot. I, I, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait oh, for that. Man. to end the, the weekend of hopefully what is a, a super fun weekend of football in the divisional round. All right, let's talk NFC teams, Matt. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let you pose. I'm going to let you think about this question. I'm going to pose to you right now. We'll answer it on the other side. Which game do you think is more likely to end in an upset on Saturday? Both nine and a half point favorites, 49ers and Ravens. Who's more likely to win the Texans or the Packers? We'll get to that next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. At Prize picks, it's you against the numbers. All you got to do is pick two to six players against their stat projections. You say more or less than those prize picks stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. We're talking about if you hit all six, winning up to 25 times your money. Turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks at Prize picks. And you're not battling thousands of other players it's just you against the numbers and by the way basketball season is here along with nfl football so there's combo bets as well at prize picks for example lebron james plus travis kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made plus receptions on a given day so prize picks 25 times your money and how about a little deposit match bonus to go with it and our promo code locked on nfl download the app or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Get that deposit match up to $100 prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. The green Bay Packers Saturday night prime timer are at the San Francisco 49ers. And nine and a half points is now the line. It's fluctuated a little bit, opened at 10, went down to nine. Nine and a half is where it's settling in here on Friday morning as we make these picks. Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, two of the most efficient quarterbacks, especially in the second half of the season for Jordan Love this season. Um, Run defenses, maybe the biggest weakness of both of these teams. To me, that favors the 49ers at home. Might be some rain in the forecast to make this one extra weird as well, Matt. The over-under is 50.5, though, so the betters think there could be some points scored here. How do you see this one with the Packers and the 49ers? And to answer my question that I teased before the break, which game is more likely to end in an upset, Texans-Ravens or Packers-49ers, seven seed versus one seed? I think Bucks have a better chance of pulling off the upset, but I am going to take the points in this game, and I like the over. I, I am sold on Jordan Love and that this offense run and pass. I think the Niners' D is really good, but I think that they will still move the football quite well. But what, why I think the Niners win this game is on the other side of the ball. I mean, Shanahan versus Joe Barry. I know the Packers' D's played much better lately, but – uh, schematically, I trust San Francisco so much more. Well rested, a guy like McCaffrey needed the break. I'm sure Debo's happy about it. Trent Williams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I do think there's a lot of points. I think Jordan Love gets his team to 24 points, give or take, keeps it within a score. But I like the Niners to win. By the way, when you talk about rest, too, uh, the 49ers yeah. are the healthiest team coming into this divisional round playoff. There's only two mm. names on the injury list right now. 
One of them, Cleveland Farrell's not going to play. The other one, questionable starting linebacker, Drake Greenlaw, he's going to play. It's questionable. Okay, okay. So they're, they're missing literally one player might not play this week for the 49ers. So uh, rest is a good time for them. And whether there's some rain on the ground or, or rain in the air or, you know, soggy ground or not, I think it's still, we, you know, weird weather can always even the playing field mm-hmm. for, for, you know, make an upset maybe more possible, which is why I think I would pick the Packers to upset the 49ers over Texans, Ravens, and um, maybe even over Buccaneers, Lions. We'll get to that game next. But I do, I, 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 do, I would pick the Niners straight up easily in this game. And I, and I think it would be a huge set upset if they lose this game because of the advantage the 49ers have on the ground against the Packers. And we've actually seen the 49ers going back a couple of years in the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo attempted eight passes one one year against the Packers, and the 49ers won that football game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that extreme, but and it's not Kyle Shanahan avoiding throwing the ball because he doesn't trust Brock Purdy. Uh, he absolutely trusts Brock Purdy, but I just don't think the Packers are going to have an answer for the ground game. And if you sell out against the run, that's just going to open up too much space for Brock Purdy to operate behind them, and then you're going to have Kyle Shanahan, you know, really in his bag with space and Debo Samuel catch and run and Brandon Ayuk and run after the catch situations for McCaffrey out of the backfield and and George Kittle. It's just too much for the Packers defense. So um, it would have to be a game where rain is a factor, balls slipping out of hands, turnovers are a factor and the 49ers can't stop the, the Packers young offense. And I just don't think all those things can come together in this one for the Packers. So give me the 49ers. I think the line is really good. Uh, I wouldn't fight you if you said you wanted to take the points with the Packers on this one, but I'm going to take the 49ers by double digits. Okay. Yeah, I do like the points, but the Niners to win. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield at the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. I think this is a really good matchup and, you know, probably projects, even though the line isn't as close as Chiefs Bills, projects to be a really close one uh, and, and a really fun game, which which is hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around which direction this this game could go. And, and this is one of those, I think it's just going to be whoever makes the big play, right? Does Baker find um, Mike Evans, you know, on a big play in the back quarter of the end zone? Or is there a big catch and run opportunity for someone on the on the Lions offense, right? Um, I, I don't think Jared Goff versus Baker Mayfield is an advantage for either team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Lions defense is is good enough to have them favored by six and a half points against the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield are playing right now. So to me, I agree with you. If we're talking upsets, this one's maybe the most likely and six and a half points is just a little bit too much. Although I do like the Lions to win straight up. I, I think this is going to be a tight one and should be a really fun game to start Sunday off. Yeah, it's a good matchup. I mean, two very good run defenses, but I do think the Lions have more success running than the Bucs, who probably don't even care to run the football all that much. And that puts a lot of onus on Baker. And he's played great. And I've, I mean, if we're, if we're doing a DFS lineup, I want Evans, I want Godwin, I might want Otten. You know, like I think they're going to throw a lot with a fair amount of success. I don't love the Lions defense, especially pass defense. But Goff at home does give me a slight quarterback edge. And especially if if a quarterback's going to make the big mistake, I think it would be Baker more so than Goff. And I do like his weapons better. You know, the home Goff thing is something I trust. I kind of like the over as my bet in this game. I know it's 49, it's a big number, but I can see both quarterbacks 270 to 325 yards passing and, you know, a, a lot of production through the air. I hate the number, though. I mean, if, if this was seven or more, I would jump on the Bucks, and I'm sure that's why it isn't. <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to take the Lions. <laughs> 
Game script is really big in this one. Yeah. If, if the Lions get a lead, it's going to be tough because, you know, the Bucket. I mean, and the Buccaneers aren't, aren't great running the football and they're no. not going to be good running the football probably against the Detroit Lions. So it's going to be on Baker Mayfield, but you don't want to be so one dimensional that, that there's no threat of the run either. And that's where this thing, thing can probably get away from the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, the, the I kind of wanted to take the Bucks the whole time. The more I talk it through, the more I think about this game. I actually do kind of like the Lions, and it's it's less than a touchdown. But um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a vote for chaos here and, and take the Buccaneers and, and okay. take the six and a half points. I mean, Todd Bowles is a very blitz happy, aggressive defensive mind. Maybe they can create a big play or two, or a pick six, or a tip ball that goes to the house. I mean, something like that would go a long way. Goff at home, the way the Lions they have like a sort of a destiny feel to this team, you know, the the, the way they're competing, fighting for each other. You you saw um Holmes, the the GM going crazy in the elevator after the last game, yeah, right? yeah. you know, because this team <laughs> going to places they haven't been before. The crowd's gonna be nuts. Oh, no, here, which might be worth six and a half points on its own against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Goff home golf better than road golf, too, right? So um, yeah, there's probably a very good chance it's the it's the Detroit Lions advancing to the NFC Championship game. Good stuff. There we go. That's it. Those are our picks for Love divisional it. round football. Can't wait for it. Will be a lot of fun. And more importantly, Matt and I will be back Monday to break it all down. We'll know who the NFC and NFC and AFC championship matchups will be. Maybe some big coach news as well around the NFL. And whoever loses, I think there's gonna be a lot of face-to-face interviews happening for some coaches on the the teams that do get ousted in the playoffs coming up early next week as well. We'll have it all covered for you every day, as we always do, right here, Peacock and Williamson.